0: Hey, what's up, Missionaries? Just want to give you a little bit of a heads up in case you didn't heed the warning um, on the front of the podcast cover there that this chat with Tony Todd is completely uncensored. It is uncensored straight from the door. Tony Todd does not pull any punches. He's a huge fan of everything New England sports. I'm a huge Philadelphia sports fan, so there's Show takes off right from there, and it goes and goes and goes. Um, so I'm just giving you a heads up that this this show is raw. A little bit of a backstory: Tony Todd and I met a few years ago at a play reading in Philadelphia. That where? Excuse me, it wasn't in Philadelphia. It was actually in New York. Um, we both were cast. In this play reading of an original play that a friend of mine actually uh, had done and we hit it off really well there at that reading. He soon became a a, um, a guest on my Black Tribbles show where he took on the Tribbles moniker of Shaka Zulu Tribble um, and has been a a guest on our show a couple of times ever since and even just in in passing we will you know send texts to one another just to check on one another and see how each other is is doing which is why you hear uh instant camaraderie between us as we uh as this interview kicks off um he is a extremely extremely uh talented actor that goes without saying But he is also someone who does not take himself super seriously, despite the chops that he has, is a very cool dude, is no joke, Um, just a really, really great guy, and I'm proud to say that I can call him a friend, so it's really cool. So enjoy the Michelle Mission's very special conversation with Tony Todd.
1: I think good, we then. are. I think we are good. I just want to do one other thing, just to be on the safe side. If y'all could just bear with me yeah, for we'll a moment. will bear
2: with you. It's all good. Okay. Uh, Vince, we do have a, Vince, Yan- a d- Yankee game to get to though. We do a die. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Come on, don't be all mad. Right.
2: You guys aren't even in the mix. No, they're laughing at that. And I don't really see those eagles going much further either. But, okay, so don't stop with me today.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, you guys got to worry about the NFC East, okay, because that division is shit. The Giants can come back on that shit. <laughs> this isn't a- I'm sorry. Is this sports call-in show, Philly? I'm sorry. <laughs> You pump your brakes, man. <laughs> just your I only face. say it because I got so many friends in Philly, and I love y'all, but y'all got to it step by step.
1: Because <laughs> you know my friends.
2: And no more sliding up, no greased uh, lampposts <laughs> and shit, okay? Act like you got some class. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We got to act like we've been here before.
2: Is that what you're saying? Yeah, a little bit. I, I saw brothers to act out like there, we're too, used to climbing talking. up some grease, lightning poles. Shit. <laughs> oh, with their pants all greasy and shit, full of Crisco. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> or they could just lay down on the griddle and be ready to sizzle up some steak sandwiches, you know? I don't know. You better stop me while I'm not on the roll, because I got some shit to say to Kevin Hart, too. Okay? Uh,
1: okay. No, well, oh well, you can't cook no, that, yo, yo.
2: You can't cook. I'm good. I'm good. I'm. I'm over it. I really am. I'm over it. I'm good. All right. Okay. All right. That's everybody's favorite country, this, this, this sport man. Sports talk. Stop.
1: <laughs> see, see, my 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 co-host, my co-host on the show, Mission, Vince, who's going over the line, Vince. Um, hey, he's, Vince. Not that at, he's not a sports He's not a head at all.
2: Oh, oh good. Okay, right, so it's right. Just just, it's just you. It's just you.
1: Bugging out, hearing this voice.
3: Talking about the Eagles in sports.
2: Well, you know, you don't have to go far to duplicate that meat they put in the mystery steak sandwiches, you know? Uh, uh, But the death count hasn't been that high this year. That's more like a Chicago thing. I'm sorry. And. Oh my god, you're talking so much shit. You're talking, you're talking so much shit. All
1: these fucking beans that stung the fuck out of your mouth, sir. Yeah, I know. I'm My left all, all
2: fucked up. I don't know what I'm saying. i met the Detroit Lions. Then they do all out there. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Wasn't it a last of the year before that? Because we did go back to back. Don't make me list. Okay, let me just use twice as sorry-ass Eli Manning. So forget about those and the loss of y'all. We still got five in a decade. We're good. Let's go. those. I saw all those posts on Twitter. We beat y'all. We took it down. Oh, we got this now. I need some more cheese whiz. Shit. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Come on, man. I got an Odyssey Creed, you know, Assassin's Creed Odyssey to break into today. And my Yankees. <laughs> I need some open world playing, man. I need some oh. playing. Okay.
1: All
3: right. They say All that right.
2: the chickens and the eagles attack you, and attack you in uh, Assassin's Creed. So I don't give a damn about no chickens. I love Me and chickens have a love affair, but me and them damn eagles? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking shit. You're talking yeah, I didn't shit. even know what an Eggo wing was. Right out the so box. The next one has some Eggo wings. So what the fuck's that, man? Eggo wings. <laughs> one wing took up the whole plate. And it had feathers on. It. Okay, I'm on a roll. You need to stop man. Stop. Okay, all right, guys. <laughs> stop, let's get serious. This <laughs> is when black people get together. It's time to talk serious shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you think I don't know who Oscar Micheaux is, okay?
1: <laughs>
2: okay. okay. ignorant Negroes to just,
1: you
3: know,
2: get a role one day and think they know the history of black cinema in two seconds. Oscar Micheaux is our pioneer. And this is the Micheaux, what is it called? The Micheaux what? The
1: Micheaux Mission.
2: The Micheaux Mission. That's a very good title. All serious, seriousness included now. Very respectful, very good title. More brothers than you know about Oscar Micheaux.
1: Well, I appreciate that, man, because what our mission is is that every week we review a different black film. It's totally like that. And what you can maybe help us with, because there's been this ongoing for like 130 episodes now, this ongoing dialogue of exactly what is a black film. What's a black film to you, Tony
2: Todd? Okay, let's look at the Leprechaun series. Has any other brother killed in one of those? (laughs) <laughs> Some oh yeah, that's right. We had a Leprechaun in the Hood.
3: That's I was right. about to say Leprechaun.
2: <laughs> we had Leprechaun in the Hood one and Two. Oh, I forgot I didn't see the sequel. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of unanswered <laughs> questions at the end of, the of Leprechaun time. in the Hood. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Hmm. So you guys know true story. Years ago when uh the whole duets were, were really hot and you may know this story already, they wanted to do a Candyman versus Leprechaun. If you go to my Instagram page right now at Tony Todd Official, I was at Con Devlin's Monster Museum, and I'm going through. I'm all chill. I'm nowhere near the East Coast, so I have to get any you know things that are going to make my nose bleed. You know, support. <laughs> and I'm walking around the corner. What do I see? Is a life-size mashup of Leprechaun. All respect to Warwick Davis, but I had to take a picture while I was knocking his ass out. <laughs> so I thought of that idea. I'm not in it to make no short movies, man. I don't do short plays. I don't do short movies. <laughs> Leprechaun in the Hood Part Three, or three point oh, whatever it is. <clears throat> See, this is all this laughter we're getting. Anyway, Oscar Michaud, for those that don't know, Oscar Michaud was the first film pioneer of all kinds in America history. He was True. a son of jazz, a son of slavery, a son of industrial revolution, and he was a one-man wrecking crew. He would take his own camera, his own equipment, his own black friends and people that he knew from Harlem, take him down to the studios, which usually bordering the south near Atlanta, before the Atlanta explosion we know now. And I think all told, he made over 120 films, half of which have been destroyed or lost because they sat in a warehouse in Tyler, Texas. And people didn't want to know about this black filmmaker that like, made all these legendary films before any of us modern people got a hold of a camera. That's true you know yeah, and uh, of we, some of them were learning lessons he was learning as his goal because he didn't have film school back then there wasn't film school for Negroes There wasn't no. you know film school for colored folks it wasn't uh, film school it wasn't film school you know we were filmed when the incident in Birmingham happened with those beautiful black girls blown up and mm. the dogs loose the service on that square they were filming that we were in that film to that you know the water hoses right I never forget a moment of what came before us, folks, and I don't think uh, as uh, American citizens we should ever forget. You know, as long as we don't, well, I'm not angry at nobody. I'm not angry at uh, a person of another race, a person that believes in another sports team, nobody. But if you come, play in my field, bring your A game, you know, play it to win it and uh let's learn to listen to each other and respect there's things that i can learn from people of all races as there are things that people would learn from us as united black people of america if they would only listen right hello
1: i'm yeah, here okay. I'm, I'm here
2: yeah, oh, okay yeah yeah. yeah sound like I'm it sorry. oh let yeah let me okay. let me pick it up no. <laughs> <laughs> Then how you, totally been, how you did that play, man?
1: Uh, I've been I've been lovely, man. Everything has been grooving, uh tribbles have been growing up, won awards and the whole nine and and you we're know, still rocking and rolling.
2: You called me to do this, I said I'd do whatever you guys needed anytime anywhere. So
1: Well you well you shock Zulu triple, brother. I haven't we haven't forgotten.
2: <laughs> sure, Most right, certainly. Cool. And, and did you did you ever get do the play? I think you told me you were getting ready. We did
1: Mahomes do it. We did do it. it. We did it. Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, we never did it in Philly, but um, no, we did do it in Philly for like um for one night only. But then we did it Good. for a three week run in uh off off Broadway.
2: Oh, that's fantastic! why didn't you tell me. I would have looked up for the reviews. I <laughs> dude, it
1: was like it was it was it was. The month that we did it, I, I hate to t- say it, man, it was like the month of like hell as far as like rain and snow in New York and like a big uh, hurricane. It 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 did not do well. Uh, <laughs> so that was
2: candy or what? Was that after- yeah, <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah, okay. yeah, um,
2: yeah. It was oh, it was
1: crazy, it was man.
2: So why wasn't I called? What what was the deal? I was <laughs>
1: I, I don't I don't know, but that's my mistake. That's my that's uh, my uh,
2: mistake. Another case of a black man one's him showing his lunchbox, his work site, and he Here don't know what the website is. Here you know, we and, go. I, I go. would have gone down to manpower. I would have showed up there at 545. Did y'all got Here some go. jobs for uh, a temporary out-of-work <laughs> black actor? What are my qualifications? Uh, <laughs> I don't feel like choking the shit out of you, and I just want to be funny up on it. <laughs> <laughs> why we don't get more work. <laughs> You so come up with an attitude.
1: The reason for that
2: attitude, folks.
1: Oh my God!
2: I knew this was a bad idea. Uh- <laughs> Dude, no. I mean, I probably wasn't available anyway. But I had fun doing that reading. It was good.
1: No, it was. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, okay, so so we're we are talking to Tony Todd Vince and I talking to Tony Todd. Yeah, the star of (laughs) the star of of Candyman, and I know that Vince, Vince, uh, I I know you hear this all the time, but you have literally scared the hell out of Vince for over twenty years. That's
3: why you did. (laughs) Yeah,
1: well,
3: well, I was just letting you talk. I was letting you.
2: Oh, okay, Vince.
3: But but it was weird hearing the Candyman voice talking about the Yankees.
2: So that wasn't Candyman's voice, that was Tony's voice. Tony, Candyman, don't talk like that. Candyman oh, okay. talks in the Iamic perimeter, you know what I mean? He's a be my victim. He's, he's, a, he's a man of few words. He's you know, yeah. He's a woman he loves. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm looking okay, yeah. for it being yeah, uh, was- approaching 30 years in uh, existence. That's great. And I'm sure wow. you about the Jordan Peele rumors by now, which uh, are yeah, mostly yeah, true. Yeah, we so we'll did. See what happens to that. See how it pans out. Yeah. I know he's a fan, so uh, we've been both involved in several uh, horror documentaries this year one, the Eli Roth one, and another that's uh, exclusively Blacks in the Cinema uh, documentary, where they reached out and they got some obscure people like Beledi Williams. Uh, I think they talked about the Gossett, Keith David. You know, not the people who. Not the average go-to guys. The more, most black actors that are working, working, have done at least a horror film. Stephen Williams did uh, Jason Takes Manhattan. You know, because you know there's brothers in Manhattan. Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> sure. Out in them corn cobs and open fields, and man, we might not get so many, but there's some ones stupid enough to go into an old, decrepit, dirty house, you know, where right. you hear the sound of blonde tendrils screaming. There's no need for that. <laughs> well, I, I guess. Yeah, I my, know. My... I threw out a word like tendrils. That's right. I actually went to college. I got my master's. <laughs> <laughs> I have command of my languages. <laughs> Shut your Boston ass up.
1: <laughs> go ahead, Vince. Go ahead, Vince. No, no, no. I,
3: you know, I'm always curious about a role like this. Did you know immediately it was going to be something special?
2: I felt that. Yeah, this is early in my career. You know, '92 had only been in the game professionally for about four years at that point. Um, but you know, I got uh, I got my master's in theater. That's so I had seven years of honing the craft. Working with all the playwrights that we never get a chance to actually do on stage, you know, the Ibsens, the Saws, the Penguins, mm-hmm. you know, but
3: mm-hmm. those
2: round out your instrument so that then you can do anything, or well, you can damn well do any black drama that comes across the table. Um, and, uh, you know, I read the script. I knew that the B scenes, I knew I'd never seen anything like that in any film in my memory. So I knew it would stand out for that alone. And I just, I love the script, I love the dynamic. And the opportunity to tap into a little, uh, Phantom of the Opera kind of thing, you know, silent, right? And, uh, right. and uh, and Bernard Rose, who did the transposition and adapted it from Clive Barker's, uh, the Forbidden Book of the Forbidden, uh, did an excellent job, ingenious job of transposing not just to America, but to Chicago single handedly. Probably today, in today's modern world, at least the scariest city in America, but also one of the richest cities in America with its blues and music history, uh, you know, with our black politicians and where we come from. There's a lot of sports, love of sports, food, great food choices, just like Philly, you know, just like any of our modern uh, African American destinations from our southern migration. I mean, unfortunately, the kids are shooting each other. And I did a lot of interview with people said, so why is it now that you got so many kids shooting it? And they boiled it down to three things. A, the whole gang initiation is bullshit where you're supposed to make your bones by shooting a random stranger. That doesn't work, kids. Uh, and the lack of opportunity and poverty, but that's been with us all our lives, I mean, pre-civil rights and, and post-civil rights. What else? What are the other frustrations? Lack of employment, black boy mm-hmm. mm-hmm. traditionally, for decades. So why now? Why? Why is it all of a sudden that another black life, young, middle-aged, or old, is worthless to that shooter, uh, or they think it's going to give them some sort of credit, or they're no longer afraid of the prison system, or they think that going to prison is a graduate school? It's not. It's a. It's a cycle, an endless cycle to nowhere. Then um, you know, I used to do a lot of gang intervention work. I grew up in Hartford, Connecticut, which is no, is just in the same pocket as every other dysfunctional hood in America. Not all hoods are dysfunctional. But the ones that are dysfunctional, you know who you are, okay? Right. Uh, when you've got drug spots on every corner, you know who you are. And when you know where the dealers are and you don't do anything about it, I'm not talking about snitching folks. I'm just talking about making your neighborhood and your community one that you're proud of. So So Man is part of that rich that rich legacy that we come from and a legacy that we've yet to build or reclaim for ourselves. They're never gonna give right. us our you know, twenty acres of mules, so let's forget about that. Let's just get our educations, choose divergent occupations, we're all part of uh, this world. I don't even look at America anymore, I look at it globally. Like this right. you know, global reckoning.
1: Well, I think that's one of the reasons why the movie is still still resonates with a lot of people. I mean, you know, along with like you know the whole horror aspect of it and, yeah. and everything like that. But I think I think I think that 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 setting of it in Chicago and some of the you know subtle social commentary that is wrapped up in that in that story, you know that you know it, it's a shame that like you said near near thirty years. Um, removed from the movie, and it's still very present in today's society. A lot of a lot of that that fan commentary. I think that's the reason why it still resonates with so many people. And I also think that's the reason why so many people still are um, even, right. even even still feel it and still like you know like ooh like yeah that movie like yo that movie that, 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 right, that cut to the don't... bone.
2: I don't think people know the reason why it shakes them to the bone. Like, right. just like Get Out and its popularity. I think that there are three different audiences for Candyman and Get Out. Uh, and, and I hate to break it down the racial lines, but it's part of it. You know, the white, black, and mixed. Mix being just a mixed bag culturally, or whatever. Not just mixed race, okay? Just a mixed. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, right. So, w- white folks will tell you if you ask a, a brother and, and a white person in the same room maybe with headphones on so they don't have the answers, you will get ten different answers to each question. Uh, what, what is it that scares you, young man? And I'm telling you, a lot of it is deep racial drums that we're stirring up, okay? There's scenes that they cut out of the original movie because the studio, what they allowed was uh, a landmark, but what they didn't allow was a travesty because it was very clear. It was ten minutes that they cut out of the film because they thought it was too racially insensitive, Okay. Really? Uh, yeah, but it's okay that I go around, you know, sticking my my hook in the back of, and pulling gullets out. But have a moment of intimacy with a woman of another race. That's where the studios shake their head. Now, wow! Wow! Cool. Okay. So, and I've worked in this for years. So I don't give a damn if anybody. I'll never work him again. He's way too arrogant, way too intelligent, and all that. We can't have it, and he's six five to boot. It would be too much. Uh, but we get our work, so we're okay. And and I and if we can't go out of here saying what you really feel, then we're, we're prisoners to our own tongues.
3: Well, that's damn. interesting. You, you talk about them them cutting some scenes because I think even the the cut. That you see, we we
2: even talked about it. It is striking
3: that relationship.
2: Oh, we get it, we see it, we know it. But yeah, I'm just saying people look at it from different prisms. Be, every time I do a convention, everybody comes up to me. and They say, "Well, 80 percent of them say uh, you scared the you scared the heck out of me when I was a kid. We didn't make a movie for kids, okay? From- right. Right, and that bothered me for years. I went back to Bernard, director, who was a friend of mine, and said, "Bernard, why, why do these people think we made a children's movie?" He says, "Tony, just let it go. Anybody who saw this movie as a kid, were affected by it. They're going to remember it forever." Okay, kind of talked me off that cliff. But this is not—it's not a child's play. To quote another movie, this is grown-up seriousness. And you'd be surprised how many people fail to recognize. Which is why we had to make part two. That this man is a victim of lynching in America. Okay, we don't write right. down that postcard history. All right, of those. I, I went to the recent uh, exhibition uh, when it was in New York. I mean, you, every, or you guys need to go to the African American uh, Museum in DC. I mean, we all in DC. Yeah, cut those images out of our consciousness. Uh, so that's where he came. That's where he was spawned. He's a ghost. It's a supernatural love story
3: yeah I it's was a, it's ask ask about I it. yeah I was gonna ask about how you felt about the character's character being developed in mm-hmm. the next two films because like you said it's it was it was striking to me coming back to it 20 years later just in in the past not 20 years but you know almost 30 years like like how much we know about the character's backstory but it's not right. in the first film.
2: No, it's not. And I was wondering no, what happened they, in the
3: next two that they decide to develop that story.
2: Uh, I put my foot down, and I said, I wrote the backstory story, uh, uh, and Bernard approved of it, and I said, you guys got to have, have this in there. They got to know. I didn't want to become all respect to all the movie monsters that people love. Right. I didn't want to be a simplistic, uh, chasing people just for chasing kind of dude. And
3: right. Okay.
2: Right that he's plugged in, and he represents every person that had a shot at something greater than who where they were that had that chance taken away from them. That's who he is. That's why people are really so afraid of him, okay? Because if we had a candy man around in today's days and times, there would be a whole lot of people shaking in their boots. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's not a threat. It's not even a veil threat. I'm just saying because I know yeah. the FBI, wife listens in whenever more than two of us are having a conversation. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Now, I'm we going don't right. Plan I to go on running the office. World. That's all I'm talking about. Oh, my God. Didn't you hear that beat just now? Did you hear that? <laughs>
1: Hey, we hear it on every one of our shows, man. Oh,
2: okay. There we, go. we, got to, we got to sweep on every one of our shows, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, they talk it again. They stir it up. Mm-hmm.
1: They talk about he the spot. Did
2: that. When he, when he didn't have an electronic bowl, bowl horn at the time, so he had to roll up his cardboard and get into the center of town and go to the juke joint and so tell people, come out and see my movie tonight. Brand new movie <laughs> starring us, about us, and for us. Yeah. That's right. That's right.
1: That's true. That's true. When you. I mean, you know re- what? I
2: did a play about Oscar Michelle when I first moved to New York. It was called Michelle. It was a long play. Uh, we never got it past the workshop phase, but I played Michelle. Uh, really? Oh, played, nice. Yes, yeah, so I know all this history. Because uh, there was some early photos where we resembled each other, and just, uh, and I shared love of movies like he did, I hope. And uh, it was a great story. We were involved with it for about three months. It was a good, It was a great experience. learned a lot Oh man.
1: I'm, I'm sorry that didn't come come to fruition. I could see I could see his life story being like rich for it's the too stage. Much. Man.
2: The problem is' it's too much. Uh, at that time, the play we were dealing with wanted everything in there, so it was a three hour piece. It's too much. Mm. But like recently, since you and I did the other play together, I did a one man show about Jack Johnson. It was another complex.: Oh wow. Wow. inescapable character in American history uh, and that play is called Ghost in the House we still have it in our back pocket we did about 25 performances but I want to go back to it eventually at some point next year because it's a play that need, I can bring it to uh, colleges and even some progressive high schools and you know, spark a and a about why this man? Why laws were written specifically against him? Against him, yeah, right, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just because he kept knocking people out, and that's when yeah. they had forty-five rounds. Yeah, right. You, you know, the, need 10 more rounds, you can do it.
1: <laughs> you know, you know. We're talking about Jack Johnson, though, it, it, and, and I, I, you remind me that I wanted to look this up because it's only recently that you know, for superficial reasons. That you know, number forty-five pardoned uh, Jack well,
2: Johnson. We know why he did it. We know why that happened, and why Obama couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, I'm just surprised it never yeah. came up before. Well, I How guess it, it would only said. come up with Obama.
2: Yeah, exactly. it, it was on Obama's desk because we were we were developing and rehearsing it while he was still our beloved president. Um, but he couldn't do it. It was yeah political uh, yeah. hot topic. Say people that lost their minds. The people that didn't even know who he was would be up in arms about it. And even when, when 45 did it, it was it a was news cycle for like a half hour. But no. the good news is that his family got a piece of paper and that all these false charges that were leveled against their ancestor are no longer valid. And that he is the first African-American heavyweight champion of the world. And he spoke five languages. And he was an inventor. And a politician and a bullfighter, among other things. Right, right. It's because he had to be. We are a very inventive and indestructible and versatile nation of people if we can only, if we never lose sight of that, if we keep tapping into that energy, that Wakanda Forever energy.
1: Yes. Which yes. Is
2: not, this is, what a year for us. We had uh, uh, Black Panther and Get Out. You know? Yeah. Yeah, but you know, two more than we had. The I before. mean, that's two more than we had the year before. <laughs> okay,
3: <laughs>
2: and that's a shame. That's yes, I sure that. And that's then you roll the
1: carpet back a little further. You can go back to the Hidden Figures earlier in that earlier in last year. That's 50. right,
2: right. That was part of that beginning of that cycle. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, so definitely. you know, and Selma was part of that. You know, so there's more. This this is a renaissance time. You know, if you yeah. look at this, they say that there's 500 TV shows on now on all the platforms, and there's a good 30 uh, percent black roles on those 500 shows. I don't know the math right. of that, but that means 10 of us are working, so that's good. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm just I know this is the Renaissance period. Look at this. But so we I'm have more for the second season.
1: But we have more outlets now because you got you got uh, own. You have B E T is actually, you know, up in the ante on some of their original programming. Um right, right. I'm so sub- I-, I know that you have in the past
2: yeah, we got we got Facebook Live so everybody wants to film a gang fight. <laughs>
1: oh, well <laughs> true that what well, is that right. too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know that you have, I, was, I know you've been, been to the school of Facebook. That's what it means. That's what that is. <laughs> I know you've been approached before about doing
1: some some television. I'm surprised you haven't shown up on a on a series you know
2: uh, I I, I did t- doing a regular role just honestly bores me. I'm a character actor, that's where I find my joy. I like you know, we just unfortunately we turned down three plays that just came over our table. One mm-hmm. of the one I've always wanted to do, which is Richard the Third. Uh, oh. Shakespeare Theater in D.C., but I can't do it in six months. Uh, oh, but, but that just means the next time they ask, I'm gonna be ready to go. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know why. Uh, you know, uh, I did do a couple in the last couple years, but they only like Dead of Summer only lasted one season. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, well, the Freeform Channel. Uh, I did season three of Scream which was supposed to be out by now, but because it was under the Weinstein Company. Oh, um, yes. Yeah. But, but this cast includes, like, uh, B.I.G.'s son, R.L. C- uh, Cutler, um, this uh, English black actress. It's an all-black cast, okay? Done okay. Three of the six episodes. So eventually, I know they're not just going to squander the project. They'll probably dump it on Netflix or something, and I don't mean right. that in a bad way. Um, yeah, so, you know, uh, every now and then, uh, like recently, I'm not going to mention the series. It begins with an S. But they want I know. to read for a father who was not only starting to experience Alzheimer's, but turns out that he had molested his daughter. And I said, oh, no, I have a daughter. No, no, no. That's way too short, too truncated. To be going right. on both of those roles at the same yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. if the role is right, if it ever presents itself, and I'm ever still interested, you know, I'm open. But it's got to be really powerful. It's got to be something. You know, I gotta, I gotta wait for some uh, the the John Collins with down for, for me to get interested. So. I, I got you. And we both the same So I mentioned his name in all due reference.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have a i have a question I I, I want to ask you. Uh, I, I'm trying to ask like people of note when I when I get a chance to talk to them. What is the best piece of advice that you ever received?
2: Uh, I was shooting a movie in Africa with James Earl Jones and uh, John Liscal and Isabella Razzolini. It was called The Last Elephant. I was there for six months in Nairobi for the first time in my life. Again, mm. Which? Wow. Before I get the answer, anybody who's never been to Africa, particularly if you have African roots in you, you have to go. It's a destination, it's a must do. <laughs> because everything is reversed. We grew up in America where we are used to us being in a minority, we're just used to that unless we live in the hood, and then, you know, okay, but then when you go to Walgreens, CVS, whatever, you got to deal with people, right? Absolutely. Right. completely reversed. You look at the money, it's, it, it's people of color on, on the bills. Everywhere you look, the statues, the the, the the pictures of former leaders, all people of color. So once you get used to that system and you realize, oh, wait a minute, I'm in the motherland, I'm, I'm, in, the, I'm in the majority. So anyway, I'm thinking, I'm full of myself, I'm thinking the cinematographer of this particular shoot, The Last Elephant, I guess I was doing a bit too much, and he came to me and says, Look, Tony, you're already loaded. You're you're a full lantern. Do less. And I didn't know what he meant, because I thought I always had to to emphasize to make sure that my existence wasn't overlooked. And, I right. know, and he came back to me and says, The camera is your lover. It's in love with you, so be as gentle as possible. There's nothing that you can do that she doesn't see. And it that's took me a lot of, meditating on that, but it, it, it got to me. It says, just do less. If you're hired, you're hired because they know they're to send you. All right? So just give your simplest performance. And I'm still, to this day, working on that perfection. And one day I'm going to get it consistently right. Where I do five movies in a row that are, that are in that wheelhouse. And there's one that's coming out that I shot. I'm extremely proud of. It's called Immortal. It's a sci-fi quartet of stories about what happens if one person in a relationship is not able to die, okay uh, just leave mm. it. all the immortals okay bodies. I'm very, very proud of it
3: well, oh, that's cool.
2: for that yeah yeah if you if you and I think you knew this from when uh man from Earth, yes, okay, so it was in that will house, but even okay, that, and I love man from earth, but it's, it's deeper and better, and I was in the right place in my life to do. okay this. excellent well, well Tony.
1: We Tony, we're gonna to let you go, but I'm gonna let you go what? with this.
2: Where my money? <laughs> I knew that was coming. So, hello? How much I <laughs> y- beat this spy in the Super Bowl? Hello? We got Dallas back. How much you beat this spy?
1: <sighs>
2: yeah. So you don't even remember. That's what what's <laughs> happening. You, are, you don't remember. Because I because I I was, telling, I was, you didn't beat I was drunk. <laughs> yeah, of course, y'all was drunk. I knew you were drunk before the first <laughs> ball was snapped. Of course, I'm glad <laughs> that you admitted <laughs> it. For all of Philly, you were drunk. No, <laughs> no, 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 no.
1: See, now here's what you don't know. Here's what you don't know. All that whole season, I did not watch the NFL out of uh, solidarity for Colin Kaepernick. Right.
2: Well, that's then, great, man. That's good. So you actually boycotted your pleasure.
1: I boycotted, it, and then the then the Eagles get to the Super Bowl. So I'm well, like, yo. You've done it the whole thing.
2: What the I, fuck? What makes the Super Bowl so damn special?
1: No, I did. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch the Super Bowl either. I did not no, watch no. the Super Bowl. I ain't having on no. the radio or nothing. I waited for people that to tell me, no and then I got fucked up. Yes.
2: Okay, but that's uh, I'm glad that you stuck to it, that you went that whole year, you know, and thank God that Nike came to do season, so my boy is getting paid still. Yeah. Okay. please. And if the yeah. were smart, yeah. they get rid of that bum Eli. I called him out of his name and put somebody and knows how to have some court vision, shit, field vision. Yeah, but, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. 76ers look the good. They do. hmm Yes, they do. Out of the East, so they ain't got nothing to worry about on that end.
1: They, they, they do. But I, I ain't, ain't going I ain't, I ain't gonna lie. We ain't got nothing for Boston. I ain't even gonna front.
2: Boston is. Well, don't say that. The season ain't started yet. Don't say that. You don't know what's going to happen.
1: True, true. But if you, if you, if, hey, if you two boys, morning, did, did y'all lose
2: to the Cleveland Cavaliers without LeBron in the in the preseason? Uh, no, we we won that game. Okay, man, just making sure. Okay.
1: No, we won that game. No, 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 no.
2: Be no, quiet, no. <laughs> <laughs> Tony. Listen, listen. It's <laughs> What? Oh, Listen. No Kevin Love said he got something for y'all, but go ahead. <laughs> I want to
1: I want to have you back. Thank you so much for talking to us tonight. Yeah, I really do. Really I like to
2: do it. It. You know I'm a man of my word. Come on. I know. It was a pleasure talking to you. The quiet one, the man was the deep thinking. I like that. Write it all down, nah, brother.
1: I, I, oh, trust me, he's on Front Street. He's on Front nah. Street.
2: Trust me. Trust
1: me. The next time. Let's let's keep that. (laughs) The next time you're like either in town or in New York, I want to try and arrange a time where we can sit down and do a proper show mission and review a black film of your choice.
2: Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Let me tell you about something that they are doing for me in New York this year. It's either the 1st or the 2nd of December. But St. you for giving me a Lifetime um, lifetime Achievement Award in the city. Oh, that's fantastic. And I'm in the process of trying to guide them to who they should be talking to that might have some, you know, interest. So that's right down the road for you, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, I'll give absolutely. you more details as I know How's that. Most definitely. Okay. Then,
1: then, we, then we'll try. Let's see if we can't make a connection around that town, man. Let's make it happen. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah that, we'd sounds, love that. that would be perfect, and I would assure that I have, you know, there's more than just me in the room. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. I get nervous. I get nervous when I get surrounded by old ass senators and shit that don't know. What they're <laughs> <in their head. laughs> Come on. I... All right. Now all of us have had some sort of higher education. Did you ever do anything like boofing when you were in college?
1: No, that's not, no not,
2: not me. Goofing. Yeah, okay. that what, what you know, mean... boofing is. No. I'm not sure
1: I know what boosting is. What okay, is boofing? Well, one of
2: the things that that Mr. Kavanaugh, your new Supreme Court justice for the next 40 years said that no he was going to do and apparently if you google it is taking a oil funnel and pouring beer in it and putting the end of the funnel to another place. What the f- to get you drunk or fast? Why would you
3: Oh, my first
2: God. Heard that. So that's what they did after they won the Super Bowl. I didn't understand. Oh. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. And on
1: that note,
2: <laughs> yeah. on that note, I'm going to uh, let you go, brother. And I'll text I'll, I'll yes. you, Len, and let you know about details, okay? Most definitely. Please do it, man. If you guys can make it, I'd be honored. It'll be great. And if we can contribute Absolutely. to whatever they're planning on doing, it would also be great. Okay, it's Sandi yeah. phone who used to be the editor of Hangoria. I don't know if you ever met him.
1: No, I haven't. I, no, I
2: haven't. Okay. Well, he's an Italian kid. He's, you know, he thinks he's a brother from another mother. I think his uncle worked at Sigma Sound and Philly International back in the day. So oh, was, cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah. cool. Okay.
1: Um, All right, then we we will make it happen. Man, I'll be looking for looking for that NFL. And, uh, the
2: Triple still in operation?
1: Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We will yeah. definitely because I'm. <laughs> Say hi to Tribble Nation, and when you're saying you're going to be in the, in the area in December, we're going to make it a whole Michelle Tribble whole thing. We're going to all try and come
2: right. out and celebrate. Placard. Will you bring a placard with Michelle's name on it? Because I can riff during my acceptance award. Yes,
1: we will. We'll bring it all for you, brother.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much.
1: All right. All right, Tom.
2: God bless, man. Good you to meet you, you man. I'm yeah. looking forward to laying eyes on you. Absolutely. Me too. All right. God bless you guys. I- all right. What kind of family?
3: Yeah.